With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Joining me, Abby Bonnell, on Feedback Now is Deanne Shepard, Director of Marketing and Communications at the Humane Society of Utah. You know, I always thoroughly enjoy our chats, Deanne. I do as well. Thank you for having me. Love the great work that you do. Finding all of these lovely pets in need, a lovely, lovely forever home, which we're always all about. This summer, one, I called you a couple of weeks ago and I said, you know, Deanne, you need to slip on by the iHeartRadio studios because this summer's been a blisterer. I mean, they all are hot in Utah, but this one seems like it's endless. We've had lots of triple digits and that's really tough, not only on us, but our pets too. Exactly. Imagine how we cope with the heat. In the summer, we shed all the clothing, and an animal cannot do that. They have that fur coat, and so we have to really be considerate of them in the hot weather and just change the things we normally do with our pets. You know, a good friend of mine, I always end up hiking on the trails up in the mountains with her dog and mine, you know, on a weekend, and and she always says, take an iced scarf for your dog and just take it out of the freezer, wet it, put it in the freezer, cool it off, and then tie it around the dog's neck... When you go on the walk, I don't know if that's a good idea. It seems to work with her dog. Actually, that's a great idea. There's a lot of things that you can do to keep your pet cool in the summertime. And one of those is just, of course, to be aware of the activity during the heat. Try not to do a lot of exercise when it's very hot in the middle of the day. You may want to walk your dog in the cooler evening or early morning hours. But if you are out on a trail, bring plenty of fresh, cool water for them because it's easy to get dehydrated. Mm -hmm. And then you can. You can bring frozen treats. You can put, we call them popsicles, you know, some fruit, yogurt, peanut butter. uh, Freeze that into like a treat and give to them so they can internally cool themselves down. But that cold water on the neck and head and chest area will also heat kind of help keep the heat down as well. No, I never thought about freezing treats like that. My dog, she's a, an English retriever, so just a golden but white, cream-colored. Uh, she loves ice cubes. Oh, she exactly. could eat them all day long. We love our, our own popsicles, right? We all want ice cream when the truck comes by in the summertime. And it's the same thing for a pet, just to cool them down on the inside as well. So it's actually a great idea to give them something that they can lick and you know have as a, a fresh, cool treat. But the main thing is really just to make sure that they are provided lots of fresh, cool water through the day so that they have that access to prevent dehydration. Make sure if they're kept outside, they have access to shade. And that's something that's difficult for people is they may um, turn their air conditioning down when they leave the heat, you know, the house. And your your pet is, is feeling then it feeling too. at home. So keep the AC at, at a reasonable temperature, 76 degrees or so. And there's a lot of things we can talk about, but really um, just pay attention to the fact that your dog or cat cannot regulate their temperature and cool Mm. down the same way that a human can. So we can sweat, we can put a fan on, you know, AC to kind of cool down, but those pets have only a limited way that they regulate their body. And a lot of that is through their, their snout, their muzzle. 
So some animals are more at risk of overheating if they have that shorter muzzle, like a pug or a, a Persian cat. If they're very young, like a puppy, or very old, if they're overweight or if they have health conditions, or even those dogs with those thick, dark coats, mm-hmm. like a husky, are more apt to get overheated quickly. So again, make sure that you never le- exercise them in the day. Absolutely don't leave them in a parked car when it's warm. Oh. That's and just heartbreaking just, you know, when you if hear you're those walk- cases. Oh, yeah. We, that's a we that's started issue off right summer. there. <laughs> Didn't we start off the summer with deadly cases yes. right out the gate? First yes, warm temperatures, yes. we had two or three cases yes. like and that. And it's, it's sad we see it every year because you just think you're only there for a moment. But when the temperature changes very rapidly, it's difficult for that animal to regulate their, their body temperature. And as I, when you're walking them on the asphalt, it gets hot so quickly. So put your own palm down. And if it's too warm for you, it's definitely too hot for the pads of their feet. Mm, I always like to go early in the morning, and it's really quite cool, but I, you know, it's light after 6.15, 6.30, but 7 o'clock's perfect, you know, about an hour up on the trails. What a lovely time of the morning to go. Uh, one other little trick, and as a young girl, of course, I'm clearly not from America originally, um, and we would go over to France and everywhere else, and England obviously has a cooler climate, although this summer we've also had a, a heat wave, and you know, in the 80s, but that's a heat wave for England. But I always used to find it fascinating that in France they used to close the windows off with all of these shutters to keep the... They wouldn't have air conditioning, but they would close the shutters Mm -hmm. outside. Same thing here now. I do it all the time in the day. I live on the side of a mountain. It gets blasted with sun on one side, Mm -hmm. the south side. And I just shut all the blinds uh, when I go out. And it's amazing how it cools off the house. Oh, absolutely. I have those curtains that almost reflect the light. So in the wintertime, it retains the heat in the summer, reflects the light out. And that's a great thing to do when you're leaving your home. If you don't want the AC down as cool as it would be when you were there, just keep it at, like I said, about 76 degrees, but close all of your curtains to prevent that sunlight from directly coming in the house and heating it up more. And really with your pets inside, keeping the the windows closed can be a good thing. There is a condition during the summer that is called high-rise you know, injuries that occur to pets because they can actually fall out of these windows. Just like children. Yeah. So there, there's veterinarians see these injuries occurring more frequently in the summer where animals at like the second story or higher in a home are either pushing against a screened window and fall or they go out onto the balcony and they can actually be injured if they fall from a height that's too high for them. And so keep the screens locked, keep the windows closed, and never, ever leave your pets out on a balcony unsupervised. Mm. Okay, one other point you made as we were walking into the studio I thought was pretty fascinating. You do see a lot of dogs that are clipped in the summer. I have a friend who always clips her little tiny dog. It's a very hairy dog. Mine's a hairy dog, clearly, as a retriever. But that's not always a good idea. Well, it's, it seems logical to us. Again, we shed all of our clothes and we might get a shorter haircut or something to feel more you know, light in the summer, but animals have actually evolved to have that fur coat to help them insulate and regulate their temperature. So, of course, in colder temperatures, it keeps them warm, but it actually also prevents the sun from reaching the skin, and so it can help to keep them cool. And that seems counterintuitive to us, but if you think of it as, you know, the more direct sunlight, of course, exposing to the skin and heating that animal up, that fur coat's preventing that. So you never want to shave an animal really don't need to trim their fur unless you have a medical reason for it or if the fur is getting matted. Let them keep their coat. You might brush more frequently, especially with cats. Brush them regularly to help release any of that 
fur that they are shedding in the warmer temperatures. But if you do um, use any products like sunscreen or insect repellent on an animal, make sure it's safe for pets. And you just brought up a really good point. They do get sunburned just like us. They, they can. So, again, that fur is protecting them from that. Let them have their fur coats. But um, if you're using sunblock on the nose, a lot of times if you're out hiking, they can still get sunburn on their skin areas. Make sure it's just safe for pets. And, and that's the thing, too. Like, uh, you know, the best way a pet is going to cool down it's not that they can sweat the way we do. They need to pant, but of course, panting is going to lead to the evaporation of moisture and they can get dehydrated. That's why they need the fresh, cool water. So that fur coat is something that they need to actually um, radiate heat away from them by conducting it into something else. They usually will lie down on your cool tiles in the house, if you notice, to help bring that heat from their body out or get into a little kiddie pool, get into some water, and let that water flow over their bodies and help the heat go away. And those are the reasons that if you're out playing in the sun, um, you know, just give a little kiddie pool for your dog to jump into and keep cool, or give them the opportunity to come into the house. A lot of signs that we're looking for to make, you know, to see if our dogs or cats are getting overheated is one, they'll start to pant a lot. They'll start to pant, they may start to act lethargic or kind of confused and uncoordinated. And those are the early warning signs that they are suffering from heat exhaustion. So bring them inside where it's cool because very quickly those symptoms can progress to something very dangerous to heat can be fatal. And if you notice that your dog is, you know, collapsing or they can even have seizures, then you need to get them medical assistance very quickly. I just want to point out, because uh, we've been covering, obviously, in the newsroom, the algae blooms and Utah Lake. They've just tested the lake there and found, you know, heightened levels. Keep pets out. Keep people out of it. It can be, it can have a toxic side effect, horrible, nasty, nasty side effects, nausea and vomiting. It can even have some deadly consequences. Exactly. Don't, I mean, especially don't let them drink the water. Uh, not every dog is an apt swimmer. So if you're taking your pets around lakes and streams or even a swimming pool, they they need to almost gradually be introduced to the water. If you're boating with your dog, make sure they have flotation devices on. But if they are swimming in it, rinse their coat off afterwards to remove any chlorine or anything from you know, the, the water that could be dangerous to them so they don't lick their coat and ingest that and don't drink that. And some dogs are just genuinely afraid of water. I know I keep saying I have a retriever. She hates water. <laughs> She, she hates a bath. She hates, I took her to the seaside last year where I used to work in Santa Barbara. She looked at that ocean and went, no, thank you. Uh, she has yeah. no interest. Streams, creeks, my old retriever, Snowden. Oh, my gosh, I could. She would dive. I mean, you would see her literally arc like a kangaroo to get in the water. <laughs> so I think just genuinely some some animals just don't like like humans. Exactly. And, and if that's the case where your dog may not want to play in a little splash pool to keep cool, then the, the tip you gave about just taking a handkerchief and getting it wet and putting it in the freezer so it's frozen, wrap that around the neck, keeps them cool. It works for humans as well. If you're hiking, you get that coolness around the neck where you're exchanging a lot of heat. I have one of those freezers, you know, the drawers, the bottom drawers. So it's eye level with Tally, my dog. And she, when she sees me going to the freezer, she actually trots right up and she waits. She's peering into the drawer. She's waiting for the ice cubes to come out. She could <laughs> eat them like strawberries. It's like giving strawberries yeah. to a donkey. You imagine a cat when they get overheated, they seek out the shade. But dogs are so eager to please us and they really just don't know when to stop. So you're outside, you're playing with your dog 
and they'll continue to keep running and exercising and fetching that ball for you. And they can easily overheat themselves. So we do definitely have to watch for those signs and be the guardian and say, okay, we've had enough exercise time. Not only is it hot outside, but now you're working up that heat inside. So just regulate your time outside with your pet. Keep an eye on them. And remember, if it's too warm for you, it's definitely too warm for them with that fur coat. You do an excellent job in finding homes for rabbits, you name it, uh, cats, dogs, thousands of them. You even have a foster care program, too, which I think is remarkable. So if somebody cannot commit long term to another pet, but they have the time, this is a brilliant program for somebody to get involved. in. It's perfect during the summertime. A lot of people have a little extra time off. I know if children are at our school, maybe it's a good opportunity for them to be introduced to a little pet care and responsibility. And if you can't keep a pet long term, fostering allows you to bring a pet into your home for a temporary period. And it's great because it gives the chance for the animal to get out of the shelter and into a private home where they can either recover from illness or a surgery if they had a procedure done. A lot of baby animals like puppies and kittens need to be cared for in the home before they're old enough to be adopted. So you may end up taking puppies home for weeks to months, or you could take a dog home for a week or two to recover from an illness or just get over, you know, being shy. Sometimes it's a terrifying experience to be in that shelter if they've never been around a lot of, you know, stimulation. And a mm. home gives them a quiet place to just adapt before they find a home. So our foster volunteers are a vital part of what we can do to help save more animals. You also have a great program there too for vaccinations. For the general public, we can take our pets there and it's a really competitive price and great care. Summertime's a great time to think about getting your pet checked up with your veterinarian. And you can come to our clinic for some affordable vaccinations on a walk-in basis. We also do spay-neuter surgeries by appointment. But check with your vet about, you know, heartworm medication, flea and tick prevention. If they are outside and spending that time, we want to make sure they're also protected from those little insects. And keep, keep in mind that your insect repellents, like citronella, can actually be toxic and dangerous for dogs. So keep them away from any of that um, pesticide, insecticide stuff that we may spray in our lawns or keep, you know, the bugs away from our house. Those things can be dangerous for them. Also, barbecue items or grapes and things like that are really bad for dogs. We're having more of those parties outside, right? We're doing the barbecues. We have um, the chicken wings where those bones can be very dangerous to a dog if ingested. Grapes and raisins, garlic. There's a lot of things like chocolate or any sweetener like xylitol in any candy that's actually toxic for dogs. So, of course, if you're having those parties outside, tell your guests not to feed your pet. You want to keep your pet on their regular diet and not change it up. Human food is not the best thing for them, unfortunately. And so just keep that in mind and and make sure your pets are always identified with their collar, a microchip, so they don't escape from that yard if your guest leaves your gate open. Okay, we've got less than 30 seconds here. Volunteers, donations always needed. What's your website, dear? Our website is utahumane.org. We are a nonprofit organization. We're local to Utah, and we're not a branch of a national organization. So we're solely supported by the, the generosity of our community here in Utah. So thank you. And you really do need volunteers all the time. We depend on them to continue, and we thank everyone for their donations and their time and the work to support us. Well, fascinating as always. Great to see you. Deanne Shepard, Director of Marketing and Communications with the Humane Society of Utah. Thank you for joining me, Abby, on Feedback. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. 
This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just gonna circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.